Hello, this is Kaz, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Stepping Out. And I am stepping out today. I'm out in the chilly countryside as usual, beginning of December. Oh, it's getting a little bit nippy out here, but it's all good. We'll promise snow in the next couple of days. I'm quite looking forward to it. I've walked six miles today uh, to my client, walked four miles with her, and then six miles back because I'm trying to rack up a few more miles for the North Pole Challenge, which I'm doing this December. Uh, It's 186 miles or 300k. I'm doing the Russia route, the virtual challenge. I'm actually walking to the North Pole, although I'd love to. But I'm walking around my local area to keep motivated throughout the winter so I don't have an excuse to sit down and I thought if I rack up a few miles early doors by the 25th when the big man's been I can just sit on the sofa watch some Christmas films so that's the idea behind it so 16 miles today I don't know if I'm going to keep this up ridiculous to think that but I really felt like getting out early today so that's what I've done and I thought it would be the perfect opportunity as well to introduce you to my guest and that guest is Roger Berlinson he is the king of sport walk and he really is he set up sport walk a while ago and he it's a community really his facebook page and some splinter facebook pages of local groups that he's trying to set up and it's really heading in the right direction he also has a youtube channel handily called sport walk and he has some amazing films on there really professionally done because he is a professional filmmaker so as you would expect they are of super high quality And they're all about walking, sport walking in particular, about what to take with you, uh, where it's good to walk, uh, trainers, and even how to walk, which sounds crackers. But he does a really good job of explaining the best way to walk, to be effective with speed across the ground. So they're really useful and they've been such a massive influence on me and I know others who are into sport walking, uh, lots of information, so they've been brilliant. So I asked Roger today all about those and how he got into sport walking as well and why and where he walks and also about his day job because he is still very much a filmmaker so he's out on location a lot of the time. And so I asked him how he fits that in to his daily life and how he balances everything out together with his home life and training for challenges as well because he obviously enters himself. And it was an all-round lovely conversation, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. So, take yourself off for a walk or whatever it is you're going to do and enjoy. I'll be back later a little bit more babble and uh, 
enjoy. See you later. Roger, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. The king of sport walk. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, you, you are in my you are in my eyes. We haven't oh, spoken to nice. each other before with actual words. No, I know. It's good, isn't it? Instead of these sort of sort of crazy commenting on each other's posts and I know. messaging and stuff. Yeah. And messaging, which is kind of locked down all over really at the moment. But I suppose yes. it's partly because we don't live anywhere near each other. You live in the New Forest and I live in Buckinghamshire. So That's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah Hello. Hello. Yes. Welcome to Stepping Out. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So how are your Christmas plans going? Oh, you know, probably the same as everybody else's, but uh, we're a bit behind. Managed to get the cards out of the door finally, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just trying to just, uh, I think it's just a question of getting to the other side of it, really. It sounds horrible because it's Christmas and everybody loves Christmas, but yeah, think, let's just, let's just have some, have some booze and some nice food and get the gin forwards. in yeah exactly yeah we, we've got a, like a war room going here where um we've got various <laughs> families on the map and we move them around depending on what what's said you know just to cover everybody off so um yeah in fact tonight i'm going to be under a blanket in my garden two meters oh, apart wow. with my neighbor um nice. a bit of mulled wine but at the moment it's That's... tanking it down so it's <laughs> not going to be very nice See, I've got I've got this thing about so uh, after the weekend it's the twenty first it's the, the solstice isn't it the like shortest oh, of day of course yes and I'm absolutely determined to get out in the garden and have the the chimney or whatever it's called yeah and, yeah and a, and a fire going and we have some beers outside just oh, to do that really sort of whole mid winter sort of pagany thing why know? not we need some things in our lives to kind of keep us going at the moment don't we yeah I mean I'm I'm a bit of a great sort of believer in the whole hygge thing you know and and mm. I just think you know it's just, well as long as you've got a glass of gin and tonic in your hand everything's good isn't it really but, and a blanket if you're outside and a blanket yeah if you're outside exactly exactly but I'm <laughs> hoping to be able to do away with the blanket by having the fire going but yeah what tier are you in at the moment so we're in tier two still in the new forest as mm. far as I know Actually, that is a good point. I haven't could have changed actually... five minutes ago. <laughs> could have changed. <laughs> this, right? Yeah, it's hard to keep up. But, yeah. Uh, we just kind of, uh, yeah, I, we just, I think quite early on we decided we were just going to just try and adapt, you know, and just go with it, basically. And like whatever it was that we were able to do, we were just going to do that and not worry too much. That's what you can do, isn't it? And yeah, I think it, that that's something that kind of ties in with the walking. You probably know this as well, doing your challenges. It's like you, you've got to get, from one point to the next and there's no point thinking about you know this bit's getting hard oh well what are you going to do are you going to stop or are you going to carry on so I kind of that mindset I think is you know something that I kind of tapped into quite early on is just like just go with it yeah you're absolutely right I mean you have obstacles out on the trail so yeah. and obstacles we have now during this lockdown period and yeah yeah I particularly wanted to speak to you, actually, because um, for lots and lots of reasons, so many things to ask you, because you've been a really big influence on me um, and other people that I know have taken up this sport walking thing um, with not only all your enthusiasm that comes out of Facebook, but also all the brilliant resources and information that you provide. So I thought it'd be really beneficial to ask you about your interest in walking and yeah. in particular sport walking for everyone else. So I know that I get a lot of people asking me what sport walking is. So I'm going to ask you, Roger, sport walk. <laughs> on the what, spot. On the spot. Can you explain in your own words what sport walking actually is? Um, well, the way I explain it is it's walking 
with a challenge in mind or walking to the challenge. Um, as simple as that, I guess that's the, the simplest way of putting it. Um, it is quite interesting because there are not different definitions, but for instance, I know in France, they just refer to sort of walking faster sport walking. Um, but I kind of, when I kind of coined the phrase early on, I did quite a lot of research to sort of go, right, is there a thing called this and what does it mean? And I, I kind of found that there's an awful lot of different definitions of different mm. types of walking. And to me, it, the whole thing with sport is that if it's a sport, there's some kind of challenge or some, you know, you're, if it's a team sport, you're trying to win a game or a match. And mm. if it's like athletics, you're trying to win a race or do, there's always some kind of challenge there. And to me, the whole thing of introducing challenge on top of just walking fast was the thing that would, I, I felt would actually give something to people so because I, I have this feeling that you know there's an awful lot out there at the moment about the the benefits of walking and it's almost like a you know it's a, it's a wonder cure isn't it for everything if yeah you, and which is fantastic um but in terms of people getting fit and issues around obesity and that sort of thing it's it's great to say to people look just just walk go out and mm. walk mm. but i think after a period of time you you've you've gone for your 15th walk in two weeks whatever it is and it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, what am i doing where am i going yeah what's my challenge what's my what's goal? my challenge mm. so whereas if someone who takes up running there's possibly the couch to 5k thing or if they just start running then they think okay i'm going to do that 10k and then i'm going to try and do the london marathon whatever it is so there's there's always some kind of challenge there and i thought you know if we could just turn walking as a general recreational activity and just mm do nothing to it you know not you don't have to walk in a particular way just walk but walk yeah. fast but then you have that target that challenge mm. um of completing a route or completing an event or like like you did this year you know with your um challenge in the summer you know that mm. sort of thing and it yeah. just adds that extra dimension that keeps you motivated mm. yeah because more so, and more of us are walking especially at the moment with all these this lockdown going on it's yeah. it's free exercise and it's the only real exercise we can do other than running that's outside um yeah. uh easily um and also you can do it on your own or you can do it with someone else it's quite it's quite an, um a kind of flexible thing to do yes. um and i think generally people go for walks at the weekend anyway don't they so this is yeah, it's, just taking it, it to another level in a way it's kind of almost knocking on an open door because you know so many people love to just go for walks and we are it's probably the same where you are but we were quite astounded during the first lockdown and just like how busy it was out on the roads with just everybody going right this is the thing that i'm allowed to do i'm going to do it mm. and then they also saw it as an opportunity to try and get a bit fitter you know yeah, there's that yeah. carrot and stick wasn't it like well mm. if you're a bit fitter then you might fare a little better if you get it and that sort of thing there's yeah dual motivation it was incentive yeah it was but I think people just kind of almost rediscovered it you know because life before that in a sense we were all sort of tied up with rushing around like mad things working yeah. you know aspiring to things getting those things moving on and that sort of thing and it kind of made people just step back a little bit and yeah they rediscover walking and then it's so for me it's like actually in this respect the the lockdowns and covid kind of ironically have been a bit of an opportunity for people to sort of rediscover walking and then mm. it's just a question of trying to inspire them to just walk a bit faster yeah. and see the potential to take on a challenge and then yeah you know, once you've kind of made that step 
it, 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 everything becomes a challenge. I put a rucksack on and walk to Tesco's and that's a challenge. I go yeah. as fast as I can and then carry it, you know, that's everything it. then becomes a challenge. And I'm so glad you've done that as well, because I had a discussion not too long ago with somebody, I won't mention their name. <laughs> and um, we had this, let's say a little debate about what constitutes a sport. Yeah. And I was talking about this and they were saying, well, you know, uh, if there isn't two teams competing against one another, then it can't be a sport. Yeah. And so obviously I uh, I had a few points to make about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad you sort of started this because you obviously saw it due to your own walking and, and how it's uh, affected you and, and given you a nice kind of outlet, uh, mm. which we'll talk about. But um, you've obviously decided to, like you say, coin the phrase sport walk. And when I looked it up, first of all, of what it meant, um, like you said, there, there was a there was a nice picture of somebody doing the uh, speed walking which is yes. a sport isn't it yeah um and and there wasn't it was there was very few bits of information about it so for the very fact that you've taken that and and made this into something um which hopefully will, will become really widespread and and quite big and I think like you say you're knocking on an open door because people everybody can pretty much walk they they just even if they walk around the block they walk their dog they've yeah, got that yeah. and I know a lot of my friends when I've talked about what I do um they've said oh that's a good idea I'll join that challenge and uh, you know I was just going for a walk around the field but now I've joined this 100k challenge or 200 yeah. or 300 so I'm really really pleased that you've done it and obviously um I don't know what your thoughts are on what a sport is but for me personally <laughs> I think it can just be you yourself and you uh doing something and, and competing against yourself yeah it's interesting because I it's it's almost one of those things where you can get into semantics can't you if you're not careful and it, it, it i think it is you, you have this all the time you know you have arguments down the pub you know is, is darts a sport is you know all these sort of things you know if you're not exerting yourself is it really a sport and i i don't know i guess for me it, it comes back to this thing of some kind of challenge in a sense that there is something that you're battling against so for instance in the context of sport walking what we do you're battling against yourself, mm -hmm. but you could say that's the same, like in a cycling time trial, effectively. Mm. Okay. You are in a competition against other people, but although sport walking isn't, a, I don't think it, I don't think of it as a competitive thing. I think of it as something which is all about your own personal achievement mm. and, and at whatever level you are. So if you are at that couch, to 5k level, if you, if you get to 5k and you've done it, in the time that you were hoping you'd do it that's that's as good as oh, winning a race as far as i'm concerned mm. but it's interesting because although i don't see it as a competitive thing when i've been in certain um ultras and i've kind of well a classic example was the first time i did um uh race the stones and i'd been training really hard for it and i was going really well i was exactly on my pace and i was monitoring my pace the whole time and i was being very good not getting carried away with things. I was sticking exactly to my pace. And then about, uh, I think we got to Goring and this guy came sort of flying past me walking. And I thought, excuse me, <laughs> sorry. So you were running it, totally no, I was, running it. No, I, I was, I was walking. So it was, it you was, were walking, but he was past you. He was just walking faster. <laughs> oh, no. And it was kind of like, I'm sorry. No, no, this isn't right. It's not happening. <laughs> and then, uh, we've actually sort of since um, conversed by email. And then in fact, we actually ended up quite by chance um, in the same ultra in Salisbury. 
Right. Um, I think it was a year or so ago. And it was really nice. And we actually walked the whole thing together. But his, his pace was um, just better than mine. I mean, I'd, I'd only sort of recently done the South Downs Way. So I was kind of trained to a slower pace for the longer distance. Did you have but that he, moment where you kind of eyes widened and you thought, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Here I go. I, I had exactly that on a hill recently with somebody <laughs> and I was going up a hill and it was the Chilton challenge and I was, I was really going for it. And I thought I'm going to get to the top of this. And I was trying, cause you can see the, the, times on the backs of people's rucksacks yeah. of when when they started and I thought I'm not going to let anybody pass me that's in my time slot at least it's and I was going up it? this hill and this person just went Vroom, that was it <laughs> I thought what <laughs> well in race that's nice because um his name was Claudio and and as I say when you know after the race was over I actually sent a message and said look I just seen your time that's phenomenal because I, I I finished in under 16 hours wow. which which was good because my target was actually to do it in under 18 yeah yeah so i did it in under 16 and it was that actually was a bit of a proof of concept for me of sport walking so i i'd done um i'd done an ultra before my own one and i'd also i've always walked my whole life mm -hmm. but it was kind of like okay this is i think there's something here and i think it's something that could actually be as big as the the trail and ultra running scene in terms mm. of the the sheer accessibility of it yeah, so it's yeah. like okay let's try it out on a big race and um so i i yeah cloudy went past me yeah and i said to my wife when we got to goring i said did you see that guy go past me and she said yeah he's fast isn't he i mm -hmm. said that, that's not the response i was looking for but i said <laughs> he, he i said he must be doing the 50k i said there's no way he's going to go the whole route at that speed yeah no yeah way. And then, of course, we were at about 75k and he came past me again oh. because he'd taken a break. And I thought, oh, you get really? that, though, don't you? you get kind of people that just you, you see and then they stop and have a break and you think, right, they've gone. Yeah, and then they exactly. come back again. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I at the time, I just kind of I, I was quite relaxed with it, actually, if I'm honest, because I'd set myself my goal and I said, right, you're not going to chase him. You're going to stick to your pace. You're going to do, you know, what you set out to do. And I just kind of mentally let him go. But then the interesting thing, this is where it gets interesting about the competitive side is as we got into the nighttime and actually as we got beyond 50K, I started to then overtake runners who'd kind of blown up. Mm. Um, and what was really interesting, because I don't think of myself as a competitive person at all, but from literally from a, with about sort of the last 40K, Mm. to go every single person especially at night I, I would see these head torches in front of me and i mm -hmm. would just this i've become overwhelmed with this right i'm having you mm. you're you're mine i'm, mm. I'm gonna have and oh it's weird and i think it's strange. because you're so yeah you're so i don't know whether it's because you're so fired up you're so warmed up and you go a little bit tiny bit delirious towards yeah. the end it is like that it's like pac-man it is. I need to get there. And that's yeah. part of the training as well for me. I don't know if you do this, but on the trails, if you see someone in front of you, part of my, uh, I don't know, strategy, if you want to call it yeah. that for training is, is whoever I see, whether they're the slowest dog walker and they're hundred meters away, I try and catch up with them and then oh, yes. keep going, keep going. So when you see someone on a, on one of those events, it, it clicks in, doesn't it? I've it's, got to it's, get astonishing. <laughs> it's It was such a revelation for me because as again, you know, as I say, I, I don't consider myself to be competitive, you know, it's mm. just, although actually as my, my wife would sort of say, well, I am just yeah. in different ways. So yes. my, my competitiveness is more on the creative sphere because that's, yeah. that, I'm in that sort of zone, mm -hmm. but 
in terms of sport, but actually it was really, really interesting to me how competitive I became. And it was that nobody passed me in the last 30K at all. Mm. Just this one guy on the finishing straight down into the finish. And, and he was a runner and he ran past me and I was cursing him all the way down. But mm. I, And then as soon as it was over, it's like, well, why? I don't know. It's just, you know, I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve. So, but yeah. it, again, funny how we got to the stones um, and we had to actually go through these old ancient stones and there were people having their photograph taken. And I, I was, I almost started shouting at them going, people, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stopping. You're nearly at the finish line. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Finish and then come back and have your photos. Like you something possessed. You go? It's like, what's wrong with you people? Um, so and then yeah, you look back and think, okay, I feel a bit more normal now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking weird. that when I, I got to um, a lunch break recently on the on the Chilton Challenge, people were going into the tent and getting their little picnic bags full of stuff when you went through. And this was a lockdown event, so it was all very kind of COVID secure. <laughs> so everyone was going through and it was all quite slow. And, that, and I thought... Yeah, exactly that. So why are you sitting down? <laughs> yes. What's the matter with you people? Well, get on with it. But it's interesting to say about running as well, because the, the events that you and I um, enter, they're generally for, well, I think all of them are walkers for walkers or runners. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you've entered any others that aren't, but most of them are for either because obviously they want to make it accessible to everybody, which is absolutely fantastic. Yes. Um, however, there is sometimes a sort of I mean not with those events but like we were saying about earlier about the sport thing I mean I've had somebody say to me uh when I'm walking along because I've got all the gear on yeah. uh the vest and so on and, and the and the camelback and the you know the the tube my water coming down and my glasses and all that kind of stuff and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've had a guy say to me um shouldn't you be running <laughs> as if to say if you're wearing all that gear then you know I'm not quite sure but and it's it is getting the word out there isn't it that it, it is actually uh it can be a sport but it's it is well and truly um an ex um an activity that keeps you really fit and then yeah. you can actually push yourself quite hard with it I mean the fitness benefits of sport walking are immense I mean I we've my, my wife is more of a runner that I mean she used to be do triathlons and that sort of thing so okay. cycling running and and she's done Iron Man and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so if we go running together, I, my backside is well and truly whipped. Um, <laughs> but I do like running. I, I actually like, I do quite a lot of running as part of my training. Yeah. Because, partly because you get the session done quicker. So it's, if you just have to cover a certain amount of mileage, I kind of, I'll, I'll just run it and I get an added fitness benefit, but the session's just done quicker. So it doesn't make yeah. much difference. But the whole thing with running and walking, it's like, we're still at that stage where if you're walking, it's considered you're walking because you can't run. Yeah. That's mm. a major thing for me that I'm trying to actually get out there. And, and it's partly why, why I'm doing, you know, or I have done some of the, the ultra challenges that I did. I mean, especially the South Downs way, which is so that's hundred miles. Mm. You know, and, and that, that then fits into sort of the real, you know, with ultra, with ultra, uh, marathons you've got uh, there's a lot of 100k races but kind of like the the big ones 100 miles and more so it, for me it was really to be able to show that you can actually walk uh, a, a full ultra distance mm. of that level and actually still perform to a reasonably decent time because it is that thing of exploding this myth of like well you're only walking because you can't run yeah and I think also it's another reason why I had a theory when we first started it that sport walking would perhaps appeal initially more to women than men. And I think that's partly because a 
a lot of the guys it's that testosterone thing it's like oh, it's not hard enough for me i need to be burying myself you know and I, it's got to be that's the trail running that's what's really tough you know we're walking that's easy mm. and my response to that was okay let's go for a walk then and mm. let's see how long you last mm. you know? and it's yeah. it's kind of that there, there is this thing to it so mm. yeah i've had people because, say that to me as well you know yeah. like oh i don't know how you do the distances you do when you go out but it's just a case of building up isn't it i mean you everybody starts somewhere yeah. i saw a picture of you uh once carrying a massive rucksack oh yeah uh i don't know if it was for an event was it for an event and no no well, that the... was just walking because you like you said you've yeah. been walking all your life um but now obviously you travel ultra light and and um you know hardly carry we, we you can't if you're going to go that fast uh yeah. and for that length of time but you know uh, and that's the diff that's the other thing isn't it that's the other side of it is that when people do see you looking like that and looking quite sort of quick on the trails and everything else it's like yeah. I couldn't possibly do that but I think uh, and I know people that have gone literally from that thought yeah. who are now competing or or, or not necessarily they're, they're just doing you know like lockdown challenges or whatever yeah, yeah. And, and it's amazing how you can what the bod the human body is capable of how you can go from um sort of zero to hero really really quickly it is amazing because i mean i after i think the season when i did race the stones because we, we would also always do a lot of park runs and stuff and of course park runs because it's only 5k it's a short distance so it's a fast it's a, it's a fast effort you know and that's quite tough mm. but at the end of the year when i did race the stones we did a park run and i took five seconds off my pb and now, I don't know that much about the running side of it, but I, uh, my wife said to me, five seconds, that's massive mm. within like six months. And it is that added. So in, t in terms of going long and sport walking, so you're still working at a high rate, um, but it has it has that endurance benefit. And it does. It's, it's interesting how it does actually contribute. If you're a runner, you know, it, mm. it's kind of and how there's crossover. And likewise, I, I feel like I benefit from the running that I do because yeah. it, it's, it's an increased in intensity. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've tried running and uh, several times and I will continue to try it, but it's just never been for me. And I feel like tapping into this walking uh, it, it, for me, it's how I imagine a runner to feel when I they're think, in, in that mode, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's true. It actually, I mean, the, the, the rate that I walk at now is probably comparable mm. with my wife doing a slow run mm. in, in that sense. So my, you know, it's definitely the case of my, <clears throat> my <clears throat> oh, sorry, frog <laughs> in the throat. You might have to cut this bit. Um, I'll do it as well. And then it will be, <clears throat> as if we yeah, let's, it. let's both cough. Let's have a coughing break. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> but it is, it is, um, it's all relative to the individual as well. That's, mm. that's the other thing. So, you know, I, I quite often get people going uh, on Strava, you know, if I've done a, a particular, either a challenge or a training session and somebody's gone, Oh, your, your pace is incredible. And I, I what I want to say to people is like, I was born with really long legs. So mm. <laughs> I'm just really lucky and yeah. I'm very slight. And that again is, is, is fortunate yeah. for me. And it is, yeah. and it's also technique. And I know that you talk mm. um, a lot about this because you've got a brilliant YouTube channel um, with, you. with lots of lovely videos on it. And we'll talk about that, but I think that's, that's the key, isn't it? It's, um, it, it's really finding a way to walk that's comfortable for you, but also mm. uh, pushes your pace a little bit. That's what brings in the fitness. That's what brings in that, that, um, 
deepness of breath and everything else yeah. um and you don't have to be you know in it like you say it's, it's all specific to the person so it doesn't matter whether you're tall short I mean I've got long legs yeah. as well and actually yeah. I lived um I lived in Israel for, for a while and and everybody over there walks about one mile an hour everywhere yeah. <laughs> you know it's like I suppose it's like any other European country as well you know Italy or yeah. I don't know it's so warm <laughs> it's so lovely everybody's just kind of sipping this and sipping that and um terrible I mean when I first started I think probably just walking, going out for a Sunday walk, I was always the slowest. And I've had so many people say to me, how come you walk so slowly? You've got really long legs. And, and that was a partly as well watching your uh, brilliant video about how to walk, which sounds completely yeah. bonkers. <laughs> but it, um, you can actually learn how to how to walk quicker, can't you? You can. And and if I'm brutally honest, you know, this is stuff that I just kind of figured out on the fly to a certain mm -hmm. extent. I mean, the whole the whole thing with the leg drive, that's something that I picked up. My, my wife, um, she went she went on a what was it a four week glute activation course. Oh, wow. Which is something the runners do an awful lot because, I mean, the, the glutes, the, the bum muscles being it's the biggest muscle in the body. So mm. it's like if that's not doing the majority of the work, then it's something else is working harder than it needs to so mm. so she went on that and she sort of she was really enthusiastic about it and she adapted her running style and I thought I wonder if that works for walking as well and mm. so I tried it and it did so it's a lot of this stuff is is something that I've kind of I've learned as I've Worked gone along out. yeah you do some of the feedback that I've had is is and I think this is ties into what you were saying is that we don't think about how we walk because you know if if you walk you just walk mm. and you just walk in the way you walk and all the time I'm out and I'm looking at people and in my mind I'm going increase your cadence shorten your stride get and I'm thinking if you would only just if you knew just to do that mm. that it would make a huge difference and mm. it's in making it more efficient and it's not about working harder because I think a lot of people see race walkers that are just incredibly fast and then they see the whole thing, a lot of power walking and that sort of thing. And there's a lot around some of these disciplines, which is about they're targeted more at being a workout mm. and fitness, which is great. But of course, if the thing is the challenge to to get to the finish line or to achieve the challenge, you want to be efficient. You don't want to be, you know, I've seen I, I saw somebody on Race of the Stones who was power walking Race of the Stones. And I thought, I'll give you 30K and then you're yeah. out. Yeah, there's it. no way, you know, you do, you look at um, these guys doing, uh, I don't know, Marathon de Sable, you know, you look at the, the Moroccans and they are just so easy and fluid and light, you know, and that is that is a big part of it. So for me, it was a, it was it was a kind of a voyage of discovery sort of starting out. And I started out, you know, that photograph you saw, I mean, the first ultra I did, I carried, I had 10 kilograms of weight. I had a rucksack. Wow. I had, I had sort of emergency, emergency, emergency supplies. I had a, I had about a, 10 people. Yeah. I had a bivy sack. I had survival kit. I wore um, quite heavy approach shoes and this sort of stuff. And I still managed to do 80 K in 18 hours. And I thought, hang on a minute what could you do without that <laughs> what, can I, what can I do if I actually got rid of all this stuff that I don't need oh I'll tell you what I, I completely understand well not to that extent but the first one we did um we arrived kind of hopeful with a fairly small rucksack but again 
too much stuff in it too many provisions and with these yeah. supported um events in case somebody doesn't know what that is a supported event is when it's organized there's the routes planned you have medics you yeah. have food and all the rest of it um you actually hardly need anything except a drink That's right. uh i mean if you're gonna have problems with your shoes which you shouldn't by that point then maybe some blister plasters just to be sure yeah. you know yeah. a couple of bits and bobs um and so we ended up i mean i think when i got there i bought a sweatshirt put that in now even that just the weight of that sweatshirt which is just a sweatshirt that really did start to and i we were lucky because we had somebody that we were walking with her friend came to um like following us round yeah in the car so every stop she would come and, and luckily we could offload some stuff to her but I don't know what I would have done I've had to sort of stash them in the woods and come back later because my shoulders were terrible and it took about a good week and actually I had to have a really good massage so you don't actually need too much and, and it does slow you down and it restricts yeah. you to how far you can walk as well doesn't it it does it's it's really interesting again so like for me with Race to the Stones I, I, I was carrying all of the the compulsory equipment like you do you know mm. you have to um you had to yeah so that was that was with me and then there i had because I, <laughs> I i i i sort of process a lot of stuff and i plan a lot of stuff and that's probably just me but mm. so i had i had a torch a little tiny torch it was actually a bicycle light with me that was fully charged up ready to go and that torch its sole purpose was to allow me to have light so that I could put the batteries in my head torch <laughs> and I could put my head torch on because it was kind of like, I wasn't going to put the batteries in the head torch until it was dark because it could get switched on that sort of thing. So, you know, mm. it was that extent. Yeah. It was kind of silly really. It's just like, well, why not it's just like take a flow chart going on? Why not you know? just put the batteries in a little bit earlier when you can yeah. see what you're doing? So, and I thought, well, it also might be a backup, you know, who knows? I was still at that sort of phase, but yeah, I had for that, I had um, a bladder in the back of the rucksack with mm -hmm. where it was a vest with uh, that was a litre and a half of fluids. And then I also had the fluids on the front pouch. So and, and that was also whenever that was full, that was adding to weight. And it was just and it, what's interesting is towards the end of that, my shoulders were beginning to kill me. In, mm -hmm. And if you were to measure that weight of that vest against somebody's normal rucksack, just mm -hmm. going out for a walk, mm -hmm. it was still probably lighter than somebody might carry but it was just the longer you go the more tiring it gets on your upper body as well as your legs mm, so, yeah you know it is it is all a factor um but it's yeah. again it's that like you say you, you hit the nail on the head if you're in a, a supported event and in a way the majority of instances that where people would have come into contact with sport walking they just wouldn't have realized it because it's not advertised as sport walking you know, they're just walking for a charity um fundraiser or something mm. would be one of these sport these supported events and yeah yeah you really don't as long as you've got the compulsory gear and you've got a little foil blanket or something and you've mm. got some some food yeah and, and they're lovely because you see lots of yeah. groups walking along who, who are doing it for charity and you know they might not even make it all the way the majority of people do yeah. um and and you do make mistakes as you go through because you think oh i'm not going to do that again or i'm not going to wear those again i mean the first <laughs> one i did i wore a pair of shoes that were a size too small for me or at least half a size too small that for was me a good which idea. Is just ridiculous <laughs> and i didn't really realize until i got a pair of shoes that was the right size so <laughs> what tips then would you have for somebody mm. who wants to perhaps get started in terms of building up strength and distance with walking 
So I, my approach is, is very, very simple. And in, in, it's basically just getting out, walking regularly um, and giving yourself a minimum number of times that you're going out. And I, I would say um, in, in, our, in our show on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we've got this um, training plan sort of thing, which yep. is just a simple thing. But the basic structure of that is sort of three times a week in the working week and then something longer at the weekend. And if you've got, if you've entered an event and it's sort of six months away and you've got a bit of time, just basically go out as often as you can and walk certainly on the weekend, do, do one long walk a week mm-hmm. and go as, as long as you can, as long as you've got the time and um, say 15 kilometers, 20 kilometers, if you can, that sort of thing. And then try and build as many shorter walks into the working week as you can. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, five kilometers, that's going to take you an hour, a little bit over an hour if you're a bit, bit slower, but that's, that's an hour of your day. You know, it could be, or you could do two, two and a half Ks, you know, it, it try and complete five K in a day, something like that. And just, it's more about getting into a program. It's more about setting a schedule and sticking to it than about how far you walk or anything like that. Mm. And then as you get closer, just basically increase the mileage and increase. So as I was training to do race the stones, building up for that, I was doing two sessions a day, plus a long one at the weekend. Mm. And that's yeah. really it. It's not, there's no sort of, you don't unlike, with running, you, you know, you don't need to do any speed work because it's all about getting that constant pace. Mm. Something that's really useful very early on is to start analyzing your pace and learning what your, uh, what your potential is. Yeah. So, cause it's, it's, it's a real motivator. If you know that you're capable of walking at a certain speed, then all you've got to do when you go on your training walks or any walk is try and get as close to that as you can and and over time you will build up to that i mean my pace i think so for race the stones it was about uh 10 minutes per kilometer mm, wow now now if i'm doing certainly if i'm doing anything under 50k um i'm looking always that my watch is around seven minutes 45 a kilometer something like that so yeah. the the in, the increase in pace and that was really only in a period of two to three years. Yeah, it can yeah. Be huge. It's just again, it comes back to this thing that when it comes to walking, so many of us we just have no idea what we're capable of. No, that's right. Think of walking is just well, that's just you know moving around. Yeah, yeah. And also, I would say that um, I think it really benefits if you can find different routes. For me personally, like yeah. I've been doing this North Pole Challenge this month, uh, which I finished now, which was it's quite a tricky one because it is winter and the weather's been so bad and it's been so unbelievably muddy on the past the ones that I usually take but I made sure that I mixed up those routes because it can and there's nothing wrong with doing the same loop every day but to keep that motivation and to help kind of drive you forward with that um, maybe moving on to some longer distances and pace to keep your motivation I think it's really important to find different routes and during the lockdown I know probably you've I know you've done the same and so many other people have said this to me that um, I mean I've just joined up loads of paths in my head now that I didn't even know existed (laughs) I thought oh that comes out there and I didn't know oh this is where we are you know so if you can just go out and explore your local area and find different routes then you'll 
you have then that um, choice in your yes. sort of toolkit and you don't necessarily go, oh, here we go again and walking around the block in my estate. Exactly, oh, exactly. Same old houses, same old dog bark. You know, you can go yeah. off and up. And even if you don't live in the countryside, I mean, we are both fortunate to live in the countryside, but yes. you can vary your routes. And also uh, something like just reversing your route. In the early days, I yeah. have lockdown, I would do, do a similar route, um, but occasionally I just reverse it. And it just, yeah. you get different views, different angles of what you're looking at and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, it's, it's a good thing to do um, in, in that respect, but also, um, yeah, just to, just to make sure that you, even if you don't feel like going out, just go out and you'll find your way somehow. And I think that's the thing with it, really. And, and for me, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, over the years, I've kind of got what I do up to a certain level. And that's, that's great. And that it's, it's what's what's, I guess, the benefit of that is now that I don't have to work quite so hard in training just to maintain a certain level, which is great. But that also then spurs you on to do bigger and more exciting things. Mm. Equally, for me, the the real joy of it is actually just being out and i i do so much training on the roads around where i live just literally because it's clean and mm. it's convenient and it's but i also just i just like walking you know so it's not a, it's not a chore but at the same time having different ways to go you're absolutely right it's it's, it's kind of treating it as a little bit of an adventure mm. and that is also the beauty of it because even if you're if it's somebody who's just starting out and they're maybe pushing themselves going a bit faster than they feel comfortable doing, you might be getting a bit out, out of breath, you know, but it, it's something that you can quite easily just back off a little bit and just find a comfortable pace. And then it's just about going places and exploring. And, mm. and, and it is really, you can boil it right down to just, just walk faster basically. Yeah. Yeah. And you will get something out of it. And, and it kind of then leads you on to other things. It just, you, you kind of, you just get into that zone and you've just going, okay, I'm just walking, but walking mm. is my sport. And yeah. then you just keep going and you just find new places to go and walk. You know, this year I, I met, like you referred to, I mapped out all of the little bits of trail mm. around where I am and I joined up as 15 K. It's just like, yeah. I do a 15 and when you, loop. Exactly. And, and when you do get somewhere, you think, oh, well, I've got here now. I've got to go back. So if you've yes. walked 10 K, yeah. Suddenly it's 20k or whatever, exactly, you know, or 5k exactly. or 10k. And if you're walking around the roads, what I find interesting is just looking at what's going on, you know, like people, yeah. what's happening. Looking and in windows. Looking in windows, who's got those decorations, you know, and walking around. Um, and sometimes I think when you do, if you do do similar loops uh, or you've got, I don't know, you're short of time or you know you've only got a certain amount of time. I often found that I got quicker because I just needed to get home. Because yeah. I, I have children as well. So I thought, oh, I better get back, do some dinner, <laughs> better yeah, feed them. Exactly. exactly yeah. um, obviously, it's useful when someone's at home and you don't have to be there all the time, which is what happened because I was really yeah. lucky I could go out. But you just have to sometimes get back. You think, oh, I'm going to have to quicken my pace. So that's a really good way of, of doing it as well. I've often sort of said to people, it's like, well, just think as if you're trying to catch a train. You don't want to break into a run. You know, mm. it's like you're a bit late and you just walk faster. Perfect. Yeah. Everybody's got it in them. It's just... And I think this is in a way because it's quite early days with this, really. And, and so it hasn't really sort of broken through the general consciousness that actually walking is the, the starting point of some kind of sport. You know, mm. Walking, walking is what the, you do to relax. It's, it's more strolling, right. isn't it? But It is. 
And it cleanses your mind. And yeah. I don't know about, you know, when I go out, it really does um, kind of, I can really go into what's going on into my head, in my head or yeah. get rid of that. So how do you feel when you go out in particular? How does it affect your mental health and how, you, how you're thinking? Oh, it's, it's huge. I mean, if I'm honest, I actually started this to sort of just, kind of, I mean, like any, like so many people I've come into contact with, you know, I, I had a bout of anxiety in sort of 2015 and mm -hmm. I was just looking for a way of kind of coping. And because I've always walked, going, you know, going for a walk always helped. So I just kind of then decided I was going to walk across the new forest. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it all started. Right. But it's been it's been invaluable. I mean, I, I, I now use walking is and with, within my business in terms of if I, if I need to plan anything, if I need to do any creative work, I will do it on foot and I'll go out walking. I've got a dictaphone and I just, I walk, I walk along and I just talk to myself and mm. everybody looks at me like I'm a bit strange. Oh, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it's kind of like, I know what I find really interesting is that I need to do certain number of sessions and I want to do these sessions because you know, I want to keep staying fit and getting mm -hmm. fitter for certain challenges but I don't I don't always just go right this is the training session so I'm just focused on the training session I'll just walk and I'll just let my mind drift and I'll come up with ideas mm. I'll make notes I will dictate letters or well, yeah, whatever it is letters mm. emails um <laughs> <laughs> show my age what century are you from it's, <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> you don't, don't go there don't go there um but it, it's just it, it kind of becomes this thing so it's it's almost it's like a catalyst okay, for creativity yeah. isn't it going oh out. massively massively and I, I something i've i've been quite sort of evangelical about in terms mm. of you know the idea of walking meetings and stuff mm. and, and that is happening a lot more and, and actually incidentally you know through um covid sort of so companies are sort of trying to get their people out and staying apart so it's like well walk around the park socially distance and have the meeting there Absolutely. which is it's brilliant and then people are discovering actually you can get a lot done i mean myself and my former business partner we would we would have if you like board meetings on the fly we would walk mm. and we would get infinitely more done than mm. if we were just sat around a desk yeah and it's so much um better being outside i think when you're facing forward, you don't have that distraction of looking at somebody fiddling around with a yeah. pen or phone or whatever. And yeah. I mean, I take clients out. I do therapy walks as well um, with people. And I think people just naturally can tap into what is actually in their head rather than having that feeling of, right, I need to produce an answer. You know, yes. she's asking yeah. me something. And it, it, it just allows your your mind to sort of meander and wander along as you are doing with your legs. Yeah. And I find that even if they're not therapy sessions and they're sport walking sessions, they end up being therapy sessions because um, people just need to talk and they want to talk and yeah. and they can kind of free what's going on there up, up in their minds uh, and just have a chat about it. So it's invaluable, really. I think so. I mean, it's it's certainly worked for me and it, it, it's something that as if if I need to sort anything out of my head or if I need to come up with an idea or if I need to plot something out, how is this going to work? You know, I will, I will go out for a walk and, and it's, but it's quite good because it, it allows me to do both. It allows me to train and to, to get some business stuff done as, as well. So that is great. Yeah. But yeah. In terms of just the general, the general benefits of it, I think are, mm. and it, it is difficult this time of year because it's cold, it's wet, mm. horrible, yeah. but it, it's gives you a purpose it's like um once you're outside once once you've set 
foot outside the door and you're out there then it, it you 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 just get on with it and yeah yeah you forget about that don't you I mean you I was doing the other day yeah. doing some sessions I was um recording some segments for this uh podcast and uh I'd done 10k before I'd even noticed <laughs> because yeah and, and I didn't particularly uh there was a day the other day and it wasn't wasn't a very nice day but I needed to do the miles to complete this challenge and like you said yeah. once you're out you've forgotten about it and you're off and that's the thing is that I guess you know like thinking of advice for people it's just like we just force yourself out the door once you're out the door it'll all fall into place mm -hmm. it's just that thing of of you know you need to go out and even if it's just a couple of kilometers, it, it really doesn't matter. Cause I think, I really do think that it's the, the routine and the, the, not so much the repetition, but it is actually, it's, it's getting into that sort mm. of place where this is what I do at six o'clock or five o'clock or whatever it is. Mm. And I just go out and I walk and, yeah. but, and it is, it literally is as simple as just walking faster. And, you know, then when you start to feel the benefits, then you then look at the whole thing with cadence and pace and all that sort of thing in the technical side. But it's just because 90% of people that I see out on the streets, I'm thinking if you just walked a little bit faster, mm -hmm. the, the health benefits would be massive. Yeah. And, and actually, I was always say this to people in my um, my spin classes is that, you know, most people go spinning to go hell for leather. And if you, yes. if I ever do a class that's a uh, low end endurance, they're kind of, you know, you can see people, oh, yeah. you know, tutting a bit. Here we go. Um, I'm not really going to get much out of this. But actually, if you just exercise at about 70 percent of your maximum heart rate every day, you just do a session, half an hour or whatever. That's absolutely perfect for keeping away well for fitness yeah. and health but but for keeping away things like upper respiratory tract problems which you know colds yeah. and all that sort of yeah. obviously nowadays really important um yeah. and it's actually it can be more beneficial because if you go everything so super uh high level every day and you don't rest or you just don't build in the the right kind of training plan you'll just burn yeah. yourself out anyway and actually that's that's much worse than just this steady every day 70 percent, 75 percent. you know just keep ticking along yeah. you still build your muscles and everything else don't you so it's it's hugely beneficial you do and i i think that's something that i can testify um to with with sport walking in terms of what i've personally found you know in terms of the physiology of it you know it it, it isn't it's not a high intensity activity it it's about i mean the whole purpose of it it really yeah, sport walking really does come into its own beyond 50 kilometers in terms of if you if you were to make a comparison say between running and walking mm. you know the the benefit of walking fast in terms of efficiency really really kicks in when you get start to get beyond 50 kilometers for the majority of people, not for the elites, but for the majority of people, yeah. but even at a lower level than that, you know, if somebody who can run 10 K, you know, well, I, cause I've always had this sort of calculation in my head that you can sport walk sort of five times the distance that you can run mm. at, le at least. And the longer you're going, the more health benefits there are, but also mm. the longer you're going, the lower the intensity so you've got you've got that real benefit of the, the lower intensity, longer duration. And if you also if you look at professional sport and elite level sport, you know, and, and what you said about people going gung ho and hell for leather at it is absolutely right, because that is the in the majority of cases, the downfall of most most amateur athletes is that they, they want to have their race moment 
during every session, every training session. You know, they want to get that kick from having worked really hard and got something out of it, mm. especially us guys. Now, that tends to be a thing that's, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't busted a gut on every session, then you're not working hard. Mm-hmm. And yet that is, that can be really detrimental mm. physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. When, that's when you get injured. That's when you get colds and flu. That's, that's when you're, you start to break down. Yeah, your immune so, system starts to, absolutely. to suffer, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. And the majority of professional athletes, they, they kind of function on this level of sort of 60, 70%. And it's all that endurance bed work that then allows them to shine when the when they're in their race that's it because it is about building muscle and generally being healthy and also I don't know about you but if you do go too crazy and I have done that in sport walking you know like especially when you are doing these challenges and you think right you know I need to get in those miles every day whatever the distance that is for anybody but you know whether you're having to do two miles a day or or 15 miles a day um it doesn't matter how fit and healthy you are if you keep going like that and you don't manage to I mean I know for example for example if I do that kind of for over four days a week and then I yeah. don't really focus on my nutrition and then perhaps shoehorn in a glass of wine or two that next day I or the day after I really do I realize how much that I've taken out of myself already and yes. and I need and then I have to have like well at least one day and it often it will tip over into two days because I'm so tired so yeah. I need I really need to keep on that and make sure that and, and I found recently as well it's, it's like you said about going out for two walks a day that's really yes. beneficial because a lot of the time I try to sort of get it in while the kids are at school and do a really long distance but it's better I found it recently uh, because of the light and the, the weather and all the rest of it is doing two a day so you do maybe a I don't know 5k or a 10k and another 10k or whatever mix yeah, it up yeah. so so that's it but I mean I know um I use when I go out as well for long periods of time you propose you uh I find that if I listen to things I end up going further <laughs> in my headphones which is what I do a lot of the time so <laughs> and I use my walking sessions to listen to all sorts of things such as podcasts and audio books and for me textbooks because I'm studying at the moment as well so yes. what do you listen to Roger uh, in your ears or are you a bit of a nature purist and a thinker? <laughs> oh um, I've just got a picture of myself that now doing that pose that um <laughs> That's that. Yes, I know the one. Do you know the, the thing? What's called? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's a bit of a bit of each. So I, I tend to, if I'm walking generally, if I'm trained generally, I tend to sort of go au natural. So I, I will, I won't go with music or, or anything mm-hmm. like that. But music is massively important for me at night time. So yeah, right both in Race the Stones and also when I did um, South Down. So that was like all the way through the night. The music was critical. And I did it, but I did it initially actually to sort of lift, just lift my spirits a bit. Um, but of course there's an added benefit is that you can't hear what's going on around you. And mm. when you're walking trails at night, it's not what you see or don't see. It's what you hear. Mm. That's what freaks you out. So actually that was really, really useful, but I know I like to listen to music. I mean, I, 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 um, when I'm actually, I wasn't completely accurate to say I don't listen to music. I do if I'm doing so those sort of, in a way, the laborious sessions that you have to do in the build up to a challenge mm. in the sense. So it's not then just a question of just going out, finding a nice route and everything. It's just, right, I've got to do this mileage today. I'm just going to do the same route. Submission. Yeah. So I just, I just like to have some dance music, something that's rhythmic. Um, 
although it can be a bit problematic because the tunes are never exactly the right tempo to, to go. Oh, don't tell me about steps, that. So. I, I tried to do um, a playlist recently for the end of the Chilton Challenge and what I thought was the right tempo was just not because you underestimate no. how fast at that point you're going yeah. and you've got that real emphasis and oomph and momentum and everything else. And it was so frustrating. And every now and again, one would kick in where it was right and then it wasn't oh yeah yeah, yeah. so it thing. is it is uh, you don't really properly know do you no no and what i found though with with the nighttime stuff again because that's the purpose of that is more to lift my spirits and everything so i i tend to sort of choose tracks that just make me feel good so um i i i play quite a lot of old school jazz funk and soul and that sort of thing and yes yeah. it's more cool. it's almost more like melodic and sing along than it is rhythmic yeah and there was one point actually on south downs and it was it was quite early in the night and there was one sort of track that came on that just was one of my all-time favorites and i just remember i was actually sort of like almost like skipping along the trail like waving my arms in the air you know because it was just i just kind of like i don't know what came over me i just sort of <laughs> just thought i just go with it no there's no one else around it's just a bunch of cows who who cares that's what happens everybody you start speaking yeah. to animals and waving your arms in the air <laughs> and it's just like and i was going oh i love this that's track and happens. i was just i was kind of like dancing on the trail waving my arms in the air and it, it, it was so positive for me in that respect of it's like i'm out yeah, I'm, I'm walking this astonishingly amazing trail. Okay, I can't see because it's, it's dark, a celebration. It's a historic thing. I'm yeah. doing this big thing. It's it's massive. Mm. And I just really enjoy myself. Yeah, and, yeah. And why not? I mean, you're outside. Who yeah. cares? Nobody can, well, exactly. generally nobody can see or hear you. No. Sometimes they can, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> As though it was the deer in the, the cornfield. I think they, they were just looking at me like I was this, was this crazy human it, doing. <laughs> when I did that 100K this year, I got towards the end and it was a really bleak section because yeah. there was just nothing except completely empty fields. No people, no nothing. It was, and there was some sheep and I just felt like I needed to have a chat. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. Really? Can you? Yes. No, no, it, that's the thing. And you do, because you, I, again, it, it's another, I think it's another great thing about sport walking and, and it's, it's, so yeah, you get it if you just go for a walk in the countryside because you mm. get those benefits of being immersed in the countryside and mm. being connected to nature, and that's really important. But when you're when you're sort of blending that, because the interesting thing with it is when you're sport walking, because a lot of people have sort of said to me, well, yeah, but if you're you know if you're going at it hammer and tongs, well, you can't enjoy the view, can you? And it's like, well, yes, yes. Because I mean, okay, I walk at I walk at sort of seven kilometers an hour, something like that, but that's still slow you know try driving mm. at seven kilometers an hour you know it's like a, mm. a funeral so you the 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 landscape stays with you the whole time you know you just and yeah you, you know and you, you can't can, stop you know nobody's you telling you you can't just, stop exactly it's like so you've got your target this is a game i think the the competitive thing or the sport element to it, it it's totally personal to you so mm. you've got your target time and if you know that you're a bit up on time and there's a particular thing or a view it's like well stop and look at it yeah and i mean if you just look at our instagrams you'll see that there's then just you can, tons yeah, of photographs on there that we have Instagram feed <laughs> exactly. so this is the thing with it i think and it's you know that's it's often overlooked it, it's not it's not like race walking where yeah it is a race and you've got other people around you and you've you know if you stop and look at the view where well, you're going to lose mm. it is it is all about you know what what you set as your challenge and what you get out of that when you achieve it. And it's, yeah. you know, what, what you got out of um, your 100K is completely different to what I got out of 
race of stones or something else and mm-hmm. it, that's the beauty of it it's completely unique mm. so yeah um, fantastic I mean, but okay so talk me through so talking all about how much we walk and all that kind of thing mm. but but how do you what's your daily routine how do you fit it into your life or does it vary wildly when you're not training um what I try and do is I try and I try and actually have a setup where there's not a huge amount of difference between blocks when I'm training and blocks when I'm not um I do I do find it a little harder to um be disciplined and and sort of get out and do the stuff when there isn't a challenge to be training for something like that but generally speaking I because I work for myself and I work from home I've got a certain amount of flexibility around what I do when which is great and that's really useful so I tend to I just tend to function quite well around the sort of nine to ten mark in the morning right so what, I, what i what i tend to do is um I'll, i will just go for a, either a training walk or i will go for a brainstorming walk or whatever it is and i'll just go and walk um and i've usually sort of planned the distances that i want to cover that week and then broken it down into different days and usually i will go alternate days and on the off days i might do some some weights or some strength but nothing that's going to sort of add too much stress onto the the muscles so it there is this sort of this intermittent flow of of effort you mm. know um the mm. rest and recovery um and then i like to try and do sort of the big weekend walk on a saturday because I, I just kind of like to have that one day a week where I'm not, you know, getting up too early and it's a, it's a lazy day. And, and mm. for me, it works well that Sunday is the lazy day because then mm. I can go back on the Monday and then so it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then nothing on the Sunday. Mm. But because um, Sunday yeah. seems to kind of have that lazy thing about it that I don't know, it's just built in Sunday's a rest day and it, it kind of yeah. works that way, doesn't it? I think I think it's I mean, I've. I've personally find it easier to get motivated to sort of get up and get in the van and drive out to the trails on a Saturday morning than I do on a Sunday morning I don't I don't know why that is but it's just it just sort of feels like Saturday is a doing day and Mm. Sunday I want to just be pottering in the garden and you know um if I have the Grand Prix on, I want to watch the Grand Prix. Or if there's some cycling, I don't want to watch the cycling. You know, Sunday roast. Sort of Sunday. Oh no! Oh no! We do pizza on a Sunday. Oh, do you? Interesting. Yeah, oh. we do. We have this. Yeah, pizza vino on a on a Sunday night. Interesting. Um, Mixing we, it up ha- a bit. Hand, handmade. So we make you know make the, the it all from scratch and stuff. Do but... you? Don't tell me you've got a pizza oven. No. Well, we oh. looked at we looked at building one, and then the trouble is, I thought, yeah, well come the winter time do i actually really want to go out in the garden to cook no i'm just gonna mm-hmm. stick it in the oven so i thought it would look nice but how much would we use it it's sort of and, and again in the summertime i kind of like well do i really want to light the fire and go to that rigmarole or do i just want to stick it in the oven so yeah so do you generally yeah. have um on your so your every other day so do you generally mm. have around that are you have you a challenge there in your mind or or have you entered one generally like you said you need one to motivate yourself and I completely understand that I mean I, I always say to myself yeah well, you can just you could just walk without one but it's complete and utter rubbish and Laura the other day was saying the same Laura Hobson yeah she really needs a challenge to get her teeth into in order to stay motivated so I, I kind of I get that so do you normally have a, a challenge going on somehow I've usually got something going on in my head that I want to I want to have a crack at and um 
so like South Downs was that was that was my big one really and I tried to I wanted to do it the year before but work yeah was tell us about that what, 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 what is that one how far and so that that was rain? yeah that was the South Downs way um mm-hmm. which is 100 miles 160 kilometers and I had we, we, we actually we we went on a sort of a, a, a recovery day out after race of the stones to to Eastbourne for some mm-hmm. reason I, I don't actually know why we went to Eastbourne um <laughs> oh no it's to go to Beachy Head that's just go and have a look at Beachy Head yeah and um I got we got down to Eastbourne and then I, I, I saw the start of the South Downs Way and I kind of and you did 100 there. miles <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> the next day oh yeah, now that's, that's the next one and it was 100 miles and I love the South Downs because it's yeah. although we live in the New Forest where we are actually i feel quite fortunate because we've got we've got the new mm. forest which is where we live mm. and then we've got the south downs which start in winchester which is just up the road Incredible. and then on the other side we've got the purbex which are absolutely stunning so um it was i i did pretty much all of my build-up training for race of the stones on south downs because i the way i looked at it is well south downs is it's tough terrain and the ridgeway isn't going to be any harder so mm. i might as well rather than travel up to the Ridgeway and do some walks on the Ridgeway, I might as well just train on the South Downs. Mm. Um, so I got to know it quite well. And then the idea of doing the whole thing, and it was sort of tying in with this thing of like the the sort of the, the big ultramarathons like Hard Rock or um, Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc and um, Western States, these sort of big iconic ultramarathons in the ultra running scene, they're all 100 miles. So mm. it was kind of like, okay, could I do it nonstop and how long would it take? There's also something in race walking, which is called the Centurion, which is hundred miles. And you only become a Centurion if you do it in under 24 hours. So there was that carrot, but I thought, do you know what? That's, that's kind of doing it on the road. That's doing it on a track. Whereas all the climbs on the South Downs, it's a different ball game altogether. So and did you do it all in one go? And what was your I time? Did, yeah, I did it. Um, in 27 hours 56 minutes and blah, 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 seconds um <laughs> but so i i wanted to do it in under 26 congratulations hours. that's amazing it was i i was kind of slipping the last 30k were, were absolutely oh, i've never suffered tough. like that in my life really um, but it does it's it's all character building exactly probably, brilliant for yeah, mental strength totally and and you don't realize when you start what you've got inside you you don't realize how tenacious you can be until you've pushed yourself and then you even if it's even if it's just like a little half marathon or whatever it is you know the number of people i've spoken to in a way like yourself you know you do these challenges and you go wow i didn't realize i could do that Mm. and it and it's sort of that that is it is a bit of a drug there's no it's question such about a journey that. isn't it so many yeah. things happen within planning for it building up to it actually doing it as well and and all of the little things that happen and even now yeah. I mean I did that in uh when was I July and I yes. still look back and think oh yeah you know you, you, things yeah, come yeah. to your mind because like you say you get so sort of you have that target and you're like laser locked on the end so it yes. is a bit of a timeline to get to the end but or you know it really is a journey in it you, yes. you, you don't you can't quite describe it and it, and the supported events as well when there are other people around you all the time oh, amazing yeah although this year was a bit weird because it was covid um yeah. kind of restricted there were points in that one where there was 
no one which which no. was odd but anyway but most of the time there are people around you and people talk to you um most people say hello and chat and and you know and you see people that you might have seen at the beginning or before or I mean there's one guy yeah. that does the ultras and he's got every single badge of every ultra about 100 oh, times wow. on it. and he's got this I mean he's a big rucksack I don't talking about big rucksacks don't know how he does that <laughs> but everybody knows him by name and they call him by his first name on the on the the Facebook club you know that, that there is yeah, when yeah, you can yeah. join um so it it is uh, it's a lovely well club to be in the whole sport a, walking it, world yeah, isn't it, it? It is. It's a wonderful environment. And and I guess so one of my sort of driving goals for sport walking is that it can kind of become like the ultra running scene, because again, that's the same thing. Everybody, everybody supports each other. It is it is competitive in the sense that, you know, you, you can't help yourself sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's more about, you know, everybody getting to the end, everybody completing their challenge and actually achieving their goal. And, that, and when when everybody sort of comes together and supports each other, and that's just a wonderful thing. And so that is something that I think it's certainly something I experienced on Race of Stones, which is brilliant. Um, and some of the smaller ones I've done as well. But um, when I did South Downs, I did it solo, but I was supported. So I persuaded some good friends to to crew for me and actually that side of it. So I, I didn't have other people on the trail with me doing it, mm. but people did come out. And sort of like there, there was a, a friend, Steve, who, who came out on the night section and just walked bits with me. And, and that was it's that camaraderie with somebody mm. else or other people on the trail. Um, and there's just nothing like it, I think, yeah, especially lovely. especially because you, you you did your your first children as a, like a, a group, didn't you? And so yeah, we to, did, to, yeah. to, to complete it all together and you've all experienced it and you've all achieved this thing and you've all surprised yourselves in terms of what's. Mm what's possible yeah that will never go you know you have no. that memory forever don't you so it's, it's yeah. really really lovely now I want to talk a little bit about your um you are a producer and a director and a filmmaker which we haven't really yes. properly talked about um what an amazing job tell me a bit about that and how you got into it and what kind of filming that you do because that sort of links into this a little bit doesn't it in terms of the subjects that you film yeah it does a bit I mean I've, I've always I've always been an outdoorsy person I mean uh, I, I think a lot of it started from in scouts and stuff you just you just get I, I often sort of said that you know when you join scouts you get infected and with this sort of thing of the passion for the outdoors and mm. it's a wonderful thing it's just a fantastic thing so I've I've always loved the outdoors and I've always sort of camping climb mountains have always been a big thing we used to go to Snowdonia a lot when I was a kid um and you got milestones along the way my dad arranged for me to have some climbing lessons via eric jones who's this sort of great figure in climbing in in wales and, and things like that really mean a lot when you sort of love the outdoors i think so it's it's something it, it almost chooses you you don't choose it but i i kind of i if i'm honest i kind of blagged my way into um the filmmaking video side back in the in in, in the early days when uh, I was doing a lot of event live event work. Um, I, I was quite heavily involved with mountain bike racing in the early days of that um, and got involved in live presentation at races. Um, and then that led on to something else. And then myself and a, and a colleague, we, we just got asked by these people running um, quite a big show at the NEC. He's like, oh, can you do video? We were doing sound for them. And they said, oh, can you do video? And he said, yeah, yeah, of course we do video. Um, and then it was just a bit of a steep learning curve. 
<laughs> it was like, uh, the, yeah, the answer is yes. What's the question? But so what I discovered, because my background was in, in music. I was a professional musician to start with. Oh, right. What did you play? Um, I played drums. Wow. Um, I've still got an electronic kit, which is actually still louder than you'd um, <laughs> <laughs> the you want to be. yeah so um, yeah I know but, about this because my son plays the drums and I'm oh, looking, at, oh, I'm looking at a kit that. right now and uh, occasionally yeah. I stand outside and think oh dear <laughs> <laughs> yes yes but it's all worthwhile because uh, <laughs> uh, I'd also done like music production so I kind of knew my way around editing and that sort of thing and I just discovered that video was basically it's just these blocks on a timeline in the same way it's, it's very similar to music so it was quite logical and uh, I've always been, uh, I'm, a, I'm a creative person. So I've always done uh, photography and that sort of thing. And it was just, I was sort of self-taught, but everything just fitted quite easily. It just seemed logical and I had no trouble sort of framing shots and that sort of thing and had a, you know, an eye for a nice view in terms of the outdoors and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a long, long, long time ago where it started, but um, I kind of, I've, I've always done, a lot of outdoors content mm. i mean i've been working um doing a lot of video for british canoeing since 2010 all right and we did all the all the stuff all the, through the olympics and everything and London, wow which was fantastic it was just you know it was an amazing experience but um so i've always done a lot i mean i do a lot of corporate stuff and promos and that sort of thing as well but the outdoors side of things is is what's always so it's many sport and so. activities um kind of things that you mostly yeah we do it was it's kind of the a lot of the work is is sort of split between sport um also do a lot of work with sort of sports development people like the the, the local county sports partnerships and that sort of thing mm. um we've just done a sort of a this girl can promo for hampshire and stuff like that and then also quite a lot with a lot of work with local authorities especially around activity and health and well-being so it's interesting especially stuff. them yeah it is it is sort of tending to link towards sport or activity that most of the stuff we film so so it's a natural progression to want to make films about something you love and you like, do that yeah. so brilliantly in your well, youtube <laughs> films that you provide so tell me all about that what they are who they're for and what was your aim when you decided to do that well it's funny the first thing you know when i first started doing sport walking my my former business partner said you know what you need you need some video and it's kind of like well yes um it was just kind of initially to start with it kind of first of all i started thinking i need i need to do a promo about this to tell people what it is um and then it just sort of led from there really it's just kind of thinking actually maybe that would help if people understood a little bit about what you could do in terms of changing the way you walk and then one thing leads, leads to another and you've got climbing technique or descending technique so i've kind of focused to start with on a lot of techniquey sort of things that are immediately useful um but now i want to try and get more into almost like building a community and and sort of building something that's a bit bigger than just how-to videos because there's lots of those on youtube yeah um, there sure are and it's kind of like there's the beauty of the landscape and also that it fits into sort of the broader thing with sport walking in terms of what we do, you know, is, is like, yes, trail challenges and challenge events and stuff like that. But if you are, you know, consider yourself a sport walker and you just do it essentially to be fit, or you like to just walk fast, well, let's look at that as well. And let's look at race walking. Let's look at power walking, Nordic walking, you know, almost create a sort of a hub in terms of content and try and, 
create some content that's going to sort of bring all of these different components together yeah because what I love about it as well is it's so approachable and it's a really sort of friendly I mean you do pieces to camera and you do pieces out on the trail and and it's mm. a real mix like you, you've just introduced um your a sport walk show and so you've just done the first yeah. episode which I might be in a bit but don't watch it for that a bit <laughs> a bit I think you had quite a big chunk of that show. <laughs> Uh, not that I requested that <laughs> but anyway you just released that, that and it was kind of um you know there's there's different segments to it isn't it and you you describe um you know I, I mean what what's so what I love about it so much is how encouraging it is is what I'm trying to say I just think it's such a sort of, it's like a magazine show isn't it really is that what it you're is. trying to do that, for the community was, yeah so I kind of you know I kind of wanted to get away I, I almost felt like okay I can't just, I don't want to just keep going round and round making the focus smaller and smaller on a particular element or a particular part of leg movement or a particular part of what shape your ankle should be to get the perfect, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, because really, truly it is, once you get the concept of like, having a higher cadence and you know increasing the frequency of steps and shortening the steps, it's, it's like everything else really just falls into place. So, but I also wanted to sort of, help people to understand that there's the potential of sport walking in sense of like these the the extent of what you could do with it you know whether it's just raising money for a, a local charity doing one event or it becoming a lifetime's hobby it's just like the scope you know where it's doing it in the mountains doing it by canals doing it you know in the doing going long distance doing short distance and everything and then i thought well what i kind of need to do is like a magazine show where there's a little bit of everything um and then very quickly i kind of decided that that potentially was just a huge undertaking in terms of all the different content and actually what would be really great is if everybody else kind of got involved and all the people like yourself you know would send in little videos and i was a bit inspired by that and watching the um here we go i'm gonna show my age and um interest here but watching like gardener's world during lockdown yeah oh i still of, watch that oh gardener's <laughs> I love gardener's it. World. is it friday night or sunday night? I can't oh, remember. it's like it's amazing glass of wine and monty don it's just, i get so yeah. taken into that and the presenters <laughs> are so brilliant aren't they like they're fantastic every camera shot of the flower oh, i love it yeah carry on sorry so well it, with the, see that in a way that's kind of good so from my point of view i mean i'm i'm happiest when i've got a camera in my hand and i'm out in in, in the countryside and i like filming landscapes or whatever it is um and in a way I, i've often thought about the whole wildlife um filming side of things mm. and and i i'm not i don't think of myself as a lot of wildlife um filmmaker but I, i'm much more interested in in the landscape and human endeavors within the landscape so usually when you have these these things on tv it's like a wild china or something or wild mm. this or wild that it's all about animals and it usually follows a format of um, mating, childbirth, and getting mm-hmm. killed, basically, mm. in different places around the world. Whereas I kind of, the few opening shots of this landscape, I'm going to go, no, just stay on those. Just give us more of those. Show mm. us the landscape. Show us the people living in the landscape. Show us the the trails. Show us the sea. You know, that's that's what I want to see. So, Yeah, it's it, interesting. I, I, in a way showing people the scope and the potential of trails to do sport walking that's that's a, a big push but again i want to hear what everybody else is up to so it's brilliant that your piece in the first show because 
it didn't only give me an insight into how you did what you've done but everybody else as well so yeah it's a nice it's a different perspective isn't it and I think yeah. you know like it adding in those flavors if you like is it, it it mixes everything up and it and it like you say introduces somebody else and just what you were saying about the animals there and and uh, nature I, I mm. was talking recently uh, to a couple of people about how I love to watch nature change and yeah. really notice it all I mean I did animal science actually funnily enough um wow. at uni but I didn't really think how much uh that sort of affected me in terms of how I think about that until I was out on the trails so much and I was looking uh, at the animals and I thought oh yeah. that's yeah I remember something about ducks or I remember something <laughs> about why that happens and oh that's you know that's really uh actually interesting you know because you sometimes yeah. you do a degree off you go do something else which is exactly what I did and oh, then you absolutely. come back and you and you do that but um yeah completely so it's it's absorbing and you want those different elements and like with your filming as well I like it where you know when you, you you'll just have a still on something you know like a like a yeah. landscape even for yeah. example and 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 it gives the eye enough time to look around and and see what's there and, and it's lovely it's wonderful to watch it's part I think because there's an element of inspiration isn't there in terms of if you so one one of the one of the parts of that the whole what I call kind of trail inspiration in the sense of like oh nice word yeah well I, so I've copyrighted that you can't use it um, <laughs> <laughs> I have now <laughs> <laughs> let me exfoliate my mind a minute um, yeah that's mine <laughs> yeah. so but um it's that thing isn't it of like if you you see somewhere that looks stunning you go oh I want to go there I want to walk and in a way so I kind of feel like this comes back to the channel in a sense. I kind of feel like I've sort of put stuff out there to help people walk more efficiently and yeah. faster. Now it's time to sort of go, right. Okay. Let's, let's focus on all the things you can do, all the challenges, all the places you can go and that sort of thing. And, and those sort of images, I think in the first show there was um, the, the great Glen way, which is, which I actually filmed, um, I think it was in 2015. And, but I just had, two of the best possible days in terms of weather and there's a shot of a loch um i think it's loch locky i can't remember exactly that it, it just i was there at the right time the weather was perfect and it just looks like this scandinavian fjord and it looks utterly beautiful and wow. you're going i want to walk i want to go there and it's so there's a little bit of that but also hearing other people's stories and i, I think for me with the sport walk show what i'm really really keen to do is just to get everybody sort of sending in little video clips or even questions or like what do you want to know about what what's going to help you that sort of thing and so as it evolves as a magazine show I mean I'm kind of expecting it to become more sort of if you like studio based where I just kind of you know read out people's questions or or somebody asks something or then we have a little video clip from somebody else because it, it almost creates like a little community where people kind of come together and mm -hmm. share their experiences and then as we found with with your little piece you know that inspired a couple of people to to put comments mm -hmm. and, and i think that is rather than me just standing there talking at people it sort of it, it becomes more sort of inclusive so that's that's what i'm hoping will happen with the show i don't know we'll have to wait and see but um yeah and uh and also um off the back of that you've got some merch coming out haven't you as well oh yes <laughs> let's that, talk I about that, that. let's get yes. it out there i've had a couple of designs in my head that I, I that i just i'd wanted to do and then i i kind of thought i don't know why i, I it was a thursday afternoon I, I had a bit too much time on my hands i think and i thought oh let's just look at this let's look at the website what it takes to set it up 
and before you knew it, I got a little t-shirt store with this um, company T-Mill, which are brilliant because it's all sort of ethically sourced stuff yeah. and it's all recycled. And they don't use any plastic in the packaging. So it's good. It's a, kind of a good brand to work with. And I've discovered that a lot of um, like wildlife trusts get their t-shirts done through this company as well. So it's, it's really good. Mm. well i'm addicted to technical wear so um, i'm happy to purchase one of those even if they're not technical wear at the moment it's t-shirts but it's the other side of it with sport walk is it's it's kind of like when you start to create um or or sort of get this thing sort of to homogenize you know where everybody goes oh that's what that is and we do Mm. that with it and then then you start to sort of see where's the equipment how do you get what you need or well that's what I was going to say that you know I say off the back of the show but really it's the whole community thing and these things just kind of evolve and and I guess you could say spiral I mean (laughs) you saying about how you set that store up is pretty much how I set this podcast up you know you just do it and you and you if you have that passion to do it you you start something and and often people do want to um support you uh and where what what they're doing so it's a brilliant idea and the fact that it's yeah. all ethically sourced as well and when you say it's not technical wear for me it is because oh i'm just about to release a, an episode <laughs> on um what i wear when i go sport walking and actually i'm a big fan of cotton so yeah. even though people will say what you wear cotton i know it's all a bit that but for me um it's it's nice to get hold of those things because often you can't a lot of the things are you know just coming from you know just regular shops and they're not necessarily the best thing to wear when you're walking so that's a really good thing to do and also for me is like i I kind of wanted it i i suppose we've started with what you might call apre walk wear because it's just it's the easiest thing to do because you know you you just send the design in and then it just gets put on a t-shirt it's quite easy um but also with that i I kind of i've got this sort of mild campaigning element that is going in my brain that i wanted yeah so like the first sort of design i did was this slogan that says feet came first which is Mm. is something that i I love that i kind of really really i'm getting quite passionate about it and i'm i'm really like pavement parking really really gets me wound up and and things like that and it's just kind of like I I just sort of wanted to make a point you know a little bit it's always Um, wound me up it wound me up since I had a double buggy because I've got twins yeah and it and it it winds me up for everybody else who can't get past and has to walk in the road and now it winds me up for the same reasons as it probably winds you up (laughs) so if you're out there in your pavement park then don't do it anymore there's somebody actually up our road who's actually literally parked on the whole of the pavement so the car isn't even on half the road (laughs) And it is literally blocking the pay. You, you, there's about a foot where you can squeeze past. Mm. But you see, I've had this sort of well, it's, it's not so much mischievous as sort of a bit, sort of a bit beyond that. But I, you know, I kind of think if I was brave enough, I would just basically walk up. Let to the, the handbrake off. No. No, I, I would just climb <laughs> climb onto the bonnet and yeah. walk over the roof and back down. The, I would actually mm. walk o- over the car. What could I? But do? I'm not. I'm not. We're not of, condoning that, kids. No, we're not. You know, we're not recommending that at all. But. <laughs> you kind of think that would that would actually be just sort of justice a little bit but uh, mm. so there is but at the same time i don't want to get into sort of you know campaigning you know walk, no, walk but, just messages, sort of thing. but it's just sort of it? and also mm. a bit of humor i think humor is really, yeah we're just we're just working on a um well tentatively working on a design or well, a couple of them um designs there's 
there's um i've got a variation a slogan variation of um the the bad weather thing you know there's no such thing as bad weather just inappropriate clothing and i've kind of adapted that to say just inappropriate mindset absolutely and, yeah and then yeah. there's another one which is uh, sort of a, a variation on okay. the vitruvian man thing which i want to kind of like but in walking form so i don't know this oh excellent we'll have a bit of fun with it you know and yeah and it's and it's things that catch people's eye and, and people want to wear it so it's absolutely brilliant isn't it and it's so. you do yeah. want to encourage people to walk out in i mean this we live in a country where often the weather is not brilliant no. <laughs> so true. you might as well just suck it up and go out and do it because yeah. you know i'm listening i've just finished uh actually listening to a book called a walking life i think i sent it to you a while oh, ago it did, as a yeah. suggestion um and that is funny enough all about your pavement parking and but uh, a lot of it's about how there isn't there just isn't enough places to walk and how yeah. it's very u.s centric because it's written by an american yeah. lady but uh a lot of places over there don't even have sidewalks, sidewalks um, yeah. where people can can go uh and they are getting rid of all of that because and like there was a <laughs> there was an example of how there was a shop on one side that this lady took her children to and she wanted to go across the road straight after promise them that they'd yeah. only be in the shop for a while go across the road to the little soft play center across the road but she couldn't actually physically get to it without getting oh, in the no. car yeah i mean it was just utterly it's ludicrous crazy. It so yeah crazy. it really is so talking about spreading the word then um yes. i know you've tried to organize some walks this year via you've got some little local sport walk splinter pages as i call them facebook pages <laughs> <I like that. laughs> locally to you in the new forest yeah. but unfortunately the lockdown had a bit of an effect on those but i know you managed to do one did you we did we managed to, i managed to get three three cheery souls out for a, uh, a walk in the forest which is which was wonderful um what's your plan for sort of rolling out more of those then because that's that's quite exciting it, it's something that i i really want to do i i really want to get it sort of established in the same way in a way like park runners become but not not on a weekly basis but almost like monthly or bi-monthly in the sense that you, it gives people almost like a regular challenge a short challenge but a, a regular thing um because obviously the, the events they only happen sort of you know you can sort of maybe do two a year or something like that but if you've mm. got like a sport walking group and you meet every month and do either the same route or variation of it or something in your area and you can knock out 20k with a bunch of other people and it feels like you've done something significant then i i think that's that's something that i'm really keen to do um and yeah rolling it out this year was probably a little bit ambitious um if I'm you weren't to know who was it was yeah it was difficult i mean the thing is we did um did a, a walk shop as i call it um in sort of uh was it february good name and it was, that was designed to sort of help people who were going to be taking on something like race of the stones or race of the king or something and it was the idea of like where well, you do a walk and then try and impart a bit of knowledge and give advice and that sort of thing so and that was that worked really well we had about uh 10 or 12 people on that i think the first one it was just low key but yeah. that went really and that sort of made me think you know let's get some walking groups going but yeah uh best laid plans and all that so i think i want to be a little bit more cautious sort of in the future about how we try and roll them out in the sense of what i was finding obviously is then in hosting them myself my time was being stretched and so i want to try and get them going again but I might just sort of do one at a time or look at hooking up with other people in different parts of the country mm. who might want to then 
go, yeah, well, we can run that because it's not really it's not really an organized thing. It's just where you're going to meet, what the date is and everybody gets together and walks. Yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, okay, so well, I'll make sure that I include all that information as well. Yeah, show description. So, have you yourself got any plans for next year? For the promise of loosening of restrictions and a vaccine on its way, have you got anything in your mind that you're you're booking yourself in for? Well, I did. I did have. I mean, I've been working on a the next challenge, as it was, which was to do the a new sort of a new route of the Welsh three thousand foot peaks, um, which is it works out about 56 kilometers, I think, but it's obviously a lot of climbing. So that's something I wanted to do for a long time because of the yeah, my relationship with Snowdonia. And and I always I keep, re- keep reading these guides of how to do the Welsh 3000ers. And it was always like, OK, so sleep on Snowdon Summit and then start at the crack of dawn and then you might just sort of finish it. And I think, hang on a minute, you're already at the top of one of the mountains when you start. That's cheating. Mm. So I've kind of tried to create a route where it starts at not, it's not always at sea level. It starts at lake level um, in the Gwinnett Valley, which is not massively higher up than sea level. And then it ends, um, I think it's Glanverfecken, I think, I'm not sure, but on the, on the coast. So it is, it is almost sea level to sea level. So it is proper start at the bottom and then climb all of them within the challenge so brilliant that's but having said that that all depends on how much time i can get free to go up and train for that because that would need a lot of training yeah and blimey if you're camping on the top of snowden good oh well, if it's anything oh, like it was for us this year no i'm not doing that <laughs> you're not, not doing, doing that, that. <laughs> no that's the whole that's the whole point of it like yeah exactly start, don't do that start at the bottom and then walk up um, yeah 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 and carry on past yeah, it so <laughs> that's that and um, if that doesn't come off um i i you know I, i've got the itch again so i'll need to be mm. doing something else might might throw my hat in the ring and race the king or something i'm not sure mm. see, see what happens it, i know what you mean about snowden though what once you've done it once it's something about that i think i i just want to go back and do that next year again actually because it's um well yeah. it's just a nice route it is a bit of a much maligned mountain because of its popularity and and the building on top but mm. if it is a magnificent beastie you know you look at it, it from crib rock it it's its profile is just phenomenal Incredible. You know? yeah it is like a, a mini everest to look at and i always like to go up the walking path because it's 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 sort of one of the longer paths but it's um you know i I kind of again it's a challenge thing you know so you start at the front gate and then see how long it takes to get the top it's another it's another way of challenging yourself isn't it yeah and you see people on there as well which is always really nice yeah nice and accessible so what's on your christmas list then anything walky or are we looking at something else if i'm if i'm brutally honest i've been so busy getting the show together it's going to be quite quite laid back i was planning to take part in our uh, midwinter marathon but i just haven't i haven't had the the time to get the training in so i'm, I'm going to step back from that one and, and hopefully some other people might have a go but we'll see but it's just i think it's going to be i've kind of reached the point i i i've got this sort of sense that it's like okay do you know what let's just wind things up a little bit let's just kick back and then kick in after the new year and just start training again yeah um, it's a bit of funny old year isn't it it has been a funny old year and and also christmas is a, it's a busy time or can be a busy time it's probably not not this year perhaps mm. but there's lots of things to try and do and sometimes it's it's easier not to fight it and just sort of go with the flow and then get back in when things settle down a bit so yeah probably going to be quite an easy Christmas yeah Um, good for you I think we need a bit of a rest (laughs) yeah yes okay so 
If you could walk anywhere in the world, Roger, with anyone you wanted to, alive or dead, fictional, non-fictional, whoever you oh, want, goodness me, who would it be, and what would you ask them, and where would you go? Oh gosh, that's um... and you got five seconds. Go. <laughs> I was going to say thanks. Thanks for the warning. Um, walk anywhere, anywhere in the world. Well, anywhere. Um, so my wife is from Croatia, and we do quite a lot of walking in the the, sort of the mountains around where she lives, and that is stunning the trails mm. are phenomenal out there it's, it's by the sea it is. there's a particular mountain called Uchka, which is just a wonderful peak to walk up and the view on a good day is just 360 degrees phenomenal right you're gonna to have to tell me yeah. about this because if my school friend and i are planning a trip we hope to oh, there right. so afterwards stay on the line anyway yes. carry on <laughs> so they'll probably be there either that or i've wanted to go to madeira for forever Mm, um, and it, for it's a renowned, a renowned, you know, place for walking and, and trail running. So either those, either those two, or oh, anybody alive or dead. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know, because I, I mean, I've met, you know, met quite a few people through my work that I respect a lot. Um, mm. Give so, us one of those. Go on, name drop. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Steve Backshaw. I've done some work with um, Michaela Strachan. So these sort of people, and and Steve in particular is a fascinating guy. I um, bet I really like that, him. Part yeah, part of me actually he would be a good good guy to to do a walk with actually, especially explore somewhere I haven't been before. So given the fact that you've dropped me in this one, I, and I can't think of anywhere else, I'm going to go for Steve. Have them Steve all. Let's go in a nice little group <laughs> together. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Anybody, thank yes. you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm That's so glad great. we got this together because we almost didn't I know and we were going to have to do it next year but I'm really really pleased we did so thank you so much and like That's I said brilliant. I'll thank put all me. the information in the show description um but for now and I'm sure I'll speak to you again soon thank you very much have a brilliant Christmas and New Year and uh, it's you been too. amazing thank you very much it's been a pleasure I thoroughly enjoyed that chat with Roger and we said afterwards we could have talked for about two more hours so I have a feeling that Roger will be back on here at some point in the future talking about what he's up to or maybe as a feature episode. He is also planning to start a podcast himself soon for Sport Walk so I'll let you know when that happens. If you have any questions for Roger don't hesitate to get in touch with him via his website or Facebook page and follow him on Instagram and Twitter and all of those details are in the episode description along with the other things that we mentioned. You can follow me too by subscribing to this podcast, rating it, writing a review or following me on Instagram at walking underscore with underscore Kaz. So that rounds off 2020 and it was so brilliant to end this crazy year with that particular episode. So thank you again, Roger. Have a fabulous Christmas, everyone. And of course, New Year, whatever you're doing and not doing. Stay safe and well, and I'll be back in 2021 with some more interesting and lovely guests. If you're interested in being on the podcast, don't hesitate to get in touch at steppingoutthepodcast at gmail.com. Take care, everyone. Keep walking. Merry Christmas and see you soon.